0: IGN Game Scoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield, And joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Tina Amini. Hello. And Sam Claiborne. From the bunker. From the we are <laughs> all from our rec- our respective bunkers, of course. Uh, we are on day three of our mandated shelter in place here in the Bay Area. So we're all working from home now, but we uh, we figured out ways to keep making all that scoop-tastic content for everyone out there so we can keep talking about video games and sharing it with you how are you guys doing this is like i said day three of all of, all of us working from home and well day, day one from. of
1: scoop from home
0: yeah mm-hmm. the day one of scoop from home
1: yeah it sucks it's i'm theory. not playing any
0: more video games i'll tell you that much we'll
2: why is that all
1: stuff behind you same yeah
2: well all, all of them are broken all the time <laughs> i get to play
1: them
0: at least they look it. nicer now. I'd say yeah. I'm playing the same amount of video games.
2: Okay. I will be playing more. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I, I guess that's yeah. a good point. First Yay. <laughs> That
1: feeling
0: his line. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Sam. I just want to make
2: sure it's possible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to make sure it's possible to do that remotely, and I'm really happy about that.
0: Oh Justin gets- just blocked us what's he what's he doing over there Everybody we have a kid.
2: producer on the line destin who i don't think the audience will be able to see and he just put a tissue piece of tissue paper or something over the camera so
3: what's he doing it's very unnerving he told us well, he already
1: chips. told us yeah he's eating. Chips. <laughs> it's fine
3: um i don't like I people gets... watching me eat and yes the audience can hear this <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> We talked about not using your mic destin uh i hope we get lots and lots of cat Cameos. I see right, one. So
0: we need to settle down. My wife already told me that we're having too much fun, so let's try right. to calm oh, things down got it. A, little bit, a little them. bit. Please. I don't,
2: I'm-, <laughs> I'm in a different part of my house, and cats are not allowed down here.
0: That's Wow, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, we have a great show for this week. Uh, in spite of everything that's going on, we're going to talk about how essential GameStop is. We're going to talk a little bit about what we're playing. But first,
1: nice. I will take
0: full credit for forcing Sony's hand talk about the PlayStation 5. You did it. It
1: was totally you. And that was the episode of Console Watch was 100% your headline.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're we're talking about last week's episode of Console Watch, which uh, had the headline, Sony's uh, silence on the PS5 is deafening. And
3: then they scrambled.
0: Yeah, they (laughs) they get something together. And I think it was pretty clear from what we saw that they were scrambling. (laughs) It was
2: four people were not even real in
3: that shot. Yeah. That was such
0: a weird... <laughs> so thing. weird. It was a weird thing. Hopefully everyone out there has, has watched it or watched part of it. It's kind of long. It's an hour-long talk from Mark Cerny that was intended for the Game Developers Conference, which is a little bit more developer-focused than consumer-facing. It's pretty dry. Mark Cerny is a uh, probably a genius. He created Marvel Madness when he was 17 years old, but he's okay. uh, pretty like... <laughs> it's not the most uh, like riveting person to listen I wanna, to i just want
2: to point you. out who hires a 17 year old first of all and then they come he in the like, 80s man yeah I'm <laughs> sitting at the front of a boardroom everybody's probably hopped up on something and yeah. they're listening to this teenager it be is. like
1: i want to make a game about marbles how <laughs> like, would 17 year olds sound like i don't know
3: yeah did that's you so. hear him
1: <laughs> <laughs> there may have been some audio tuning issues on our end for a There's while at least be, actually that's a
2: really good point there was like this like yeah. weird pitching between all the different streams I
1: was watching. Yeah, exactly.
0: So
2: it was but you know, C- even,
1: yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna
0: say it was Mark Cerny uh, talking for an hour about really technical stuff, standing in front of an audience of three that looked super fake, but nobody seems to know what the deal is <laughs> with the audience.
2: One person waivers like this
0: yeah so it's like is it it like a
2: with like a hand up like this and they never moved once
0: is it like a a stock photo like a stock (laughs) silhouette audience you can buy and they just put that
3: up in front of so I thought I thought it was fake but then the guy on the left was scratching his face yeah that's that's a little
2: there's only (laughs) one person that's moving
1: so it's like stock gifts maybe they just upgraded technology you know as as video formats have changed we need to upgrade our stock images too yeah
2: you guys are really smart because I went immediately to mannequins
3: yeah Yeah, i
2: thought they had like brought in like you know for the shot they like put in like silhouettes or something made okay, out of wood it's time to make him scratch his face
1: <laughs> no listen there's no face touching that was actually yeah, bad bad yeah. protocol there
0: i know sure um okay so it was a weird event but like what what were your, what were your, what were your guys takeaways what do you think about what we learned about the playstation 5
1: well, I did see one of my um, friends who's a music composer for games talk about how great it is that Sony is taking audio so seriously, because mm. in the age of next gen, everybody's really obsessed with graphics. Um, and obviously, things are really important, like loading times and install times, um, frame rate, resolution, etc. But we never really talk too much on a more mainstream level about audio. So it's, it's cool that they're getting their, that level of thought a little mm. bit more universally across the um, the console instead of just using the same ray tracing mechanism everybody's been talking about lately.
3: Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I think I thought the 3D audio stuff was something that jumped out at me as well. And I heard again, I don't know how true this is, that audio processing in consoles now uh, ends up using up, like, a not small portion of the processing power of, of the consoles and technology we're currently using. And so for that to be offloaded onto its own, like, look, all this audio processing can happen, you know, over here, like, um, makes it hard to compare the PS5 and the Xbox Series X on, like, sort of a one-to-one. Like, IGN and lots of other places are putting these specs side-by-side, but that doesn't tell the whole story, which is what Mark Cerny kind of spent an hour yeah doing his best to explain to people.
2: That worries me, though, because they had they got to see what Xbox was doing and they didn't change what they were doing. I don't think you really can, right? You, you already chose your hard drive two years ago or something. But mm. then they have to say, like, okay, everything is, like, X percentage lower in the stupid digits that you have to write out. So, like, even their hard drive, not hard drive, their uh, solid-state drive, was, uh, you know, it's like he explains at length like why it's, like, you know, a weird number, 800 and something terabytes instead of, or, I mean, uh, instead of one terabytes, right? right? It was like yeah, it was like eighty percent as big. And then like the the you know, teraflops are like, you know, I think it was like eighteen percent difference. And so like he spent all this time being like, but that's not what matters. Yeah. You gotta explain yeah. these numbers instead of just having the bigger number. It was it was kind of weird that way. Yeah.
3: The whole the whole presentation was an hour of them saying things that were ten percent worse than the Xbox. Yeah. And exactly. then explain explaining why that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, is that true? Like, A Mark Cerny is a certified genius, as you said. Yeah. Absolutely one of the smartest men people to ever work in game development. Um but <laughs> like, That's what, what, they what, like what are they gonna what are they gonna say? Like, oh our console's worse. We yeah. have- <laughs> I know. We we so, didn't
2: explain our team, I, I forget who did it, but it was like somebody saying like his calculations for teraflops were like really really cool. Like it was like a a really good explainer of like, you can't just use the teraflops number. You have to use the Mm regulation. That's on IGN now. I I read it today and it was like totally exactly what it was.
1: Yeah. It was our freelancer, uh, Whitson Gordon, um, who I've worked with for many, many years. And he's also very smart. Um, I was basically just talking about that's not the only unit of measurement, um, of power for these consoles. And frankly, I don't think like from, from our readers, I don't think that they're as obsessed with teraflops as we are or as, like, these hardware manufacturers are either. So I don't think that that's, like... I mean, ultimately, it always comes back down to the games anyway. So mm-hmm. especially for me, like, I'm not too hyper-obsessed with the number of comparisons and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting to know while we're measuring up what their mm-hmm. priorities are from a company perspective.
3: We uh, One take that I heard was that it's actually going to make places like IGN and um, other places that do even deeper dives into this sort of technical detail like Digital Foundry. Like, it's going to make our lives harder mm-hmm. because the consoles are going to be... You know, so okay, so maybe the PlayStation uh is slightly worse at doing ray tracing, but its load times are faster. But the Xbox One X does have slightly more light rays, but you know it's worse in these other small ways. And like, it's not going to be. I mean, a the two consoles are very very close in power. Mm -hmm. But b the way that they are, the ways in which they are different are um, unusual and sort of unprecedented. And so, um, those sorts of direct side by sides are going to be, you know, going to be tough. But this this.
0: Uh, event that um, Sony held this week—it was a mistake, right?
3: Well, it was intended for, for GDC. Right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I totally get that it was intended for GDC, but like they That's still a plan, right? Fans. They put it it's out a- on the PlayStation blog and they invited yeah. all their fans to come see a deep dive into the PlayStation yeah. Five. Six hundred thousand people were watching it live. The video is up to almost ten million views now, and yes, everyone's like, an- "What is this?"
3: It is—it is, it is <laughs> yeah. an absolute blunder. Yes crazy like
1: even if it were like even if the world were normal and gdc yeah. had continued like we would have been at that panel other yeah. reporters would have been at that panel we would have broken out those stories mm-hmm. of this is your latest information on the ps5 so either way would have gotten to the audience anyway and yeah. some knows that that's what's going to be happening too so they know that as part of their marketing routine, like that is a beat that they're gonna have to reckon with. So even if it was just for like a more technically proficient um, audience of developers who would inevitably be working on that platform, who do need to know those technical details, they should have at least had something in place that was a little bit more exciting for people who weren't of that very specific audience, knowing that it would go out to a wider internet audience.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's it's a mistake that this went first. Like the mm-hmm. fact that this hour long presentation exists is yeah. you know fun. Like you know they have a responsibility and a requirement to explain their console, but the fact that this is what they led with instead of like you know instead of what Microsoft did, we're like here's a two minute glossy exactly. You know, here's what the console looks like, and then you know say hey check back in three days and we're gonna have a really technical deep dive that's intended for developers. Like yeah. don't don't live stream it. Put it on your YouTube channel. Like, exactly. You, you guys are all bearing
2: the theory that Damon caused this because you're saying that. <laughs> You know, it was part of their plan all along to be a GDC, and they were always going to screw up like really that. Oh. Instead of that, they scrambled yeah. See, because Damon asked. Yeah,
1: they were going to cancel it entirely, and then they were like, "Well, we had this yeah, plan planned."
3: Go. <laughs> Good. So this yeah, is- that, it was still that's a
1: response to Damon. Yes, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> <So> this, <laughs> this uh,
3: this event was a blunder, and then I've seen sort of this this wave of pushback about like, "Well, no, like they're just like explain, explaining the console's technical specs. What did you expect?" But they they, they set those expectations by live streaming that. Like they yeah. did, they made the choice to do that. So, uh, you know, that yeah. was a mistake. Yeah.
1: And it definitely changes the stakes when you're using it on a different kind of platform. Like their first reveal was the um, the loading times, a small little tech demo that they showed to like a private mm-hmm. internal conference. And then. Um, Which is it
2: it was so bad. Yeah,
1: it was like effectively leaked out um, yeah. through that mechanism. So like like that would could have been a cool glossy tech demo like our readers mm-hmm. love tech demos. We like tech demos because we want to see this stuff play out in yeah. actual real time and decide for ourselves. It's, it's a show don't tell kind of philosophy. So mm-hmm
2: yeah wonder is a good microsoft, word My, yeah exactly microsoft had like a. Uh, they do two videos and one of them was just about switching quickly between games they showed games they showed that there's games coming out on their system you know it's it's just like i they, playstation didn't even get to that i kept them expecting just like to be like and this is what it looks like in action but yeah. only for 10 seconds or something and we didn't even get that we got like weird wireframed art which is really cool <laughs> of like you know stuff i didn't understand and I, i'm not afraid to admit that i didn't understand some of the stuff he was talking about and i'm trying
1: I yep. think only Mark Cerny understands.
2: Yep, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the Cerny Matrix. But uh, I will say, some of those graphics, now that I think about it, are just Marble Madness levels. So I think maybe he's. Low. <laughs> well, he
1: does want to bring retro back, like Marble yeah. Madness, Dead That's Space. <laughs>
2: Dead Space, <laughs> Space of
1: course.
0: Oh, yeah, they brought up Dead Space, which I appreciated. <laughs> I didn't appreciate yeah. them calling it old school, though. Yeah. <laughs> they Ugh. took
1: one of your favorite games and your favorite eras of gaming and yeah. then mishmashed them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> come on um i don't know he's been around so long maybe everything is old school to him so another uh thing that we learned yesterday that people are confused and uh sort of disappointed by is the way playstation 5 is handling backwards compatibility yeah what was the exact quote yeah almost all of the top 100 playstation 4 games uh ranked by total playtime will be available at launch
2: playtime's a bad way to hear and this is exactly what xbox did it's yep. like exactly what they did, where they're like, we're only I mean, having a few games backwards yeah. compatible, and we'll start expanding and stuff like that. And then this year, this time around, they're like, we learned from that. It's like, I cannot <laughs> believe the console wars and how cyclical this <laughs> is.
3: The, uh, the tell there is that, you know, if, if it is truly almost all the most popular games, like, you know, great. But but the actual nugget of information in that is that that proves or uh, seems to prove that these games require someone has to go in and customize them and make sure they work. And it's not sort of a, it's not what Mark Cerny outlined where the PlayStation three had backwards compatibility. Cause it just included a PS two on it. Like it yeah. just had a PS two inside of a PS three. So it's not a hardware solution and to get games running. It does require to go in and customize it. And, you know, that wasn't a nightmare for Xbox. Like, in the end, it ended up okay, but it's definitely an inferior backwards compatibility solution to versus just having it having it baked in at the hardware level.
0: Yeah, especially when you consider that the uh, Xbox Series X is going to be a backwards compatibility compatible with, with every generation of Xbox going back to the OG Xbox. Yeah, it yeah. makes me
1: feel like they like planned this in advance a little bit more than Sony did. Similar yeah. to Crossplay, how they were a little bit like, later like lagging onto that kind of new um, structure. So I think Microsoft having gone through uh, a less than successful launch, learned their lesson, decided to be a little bit more prepared. And who knows, maybe Sony was a little bit more comfortable resting on their laurels of the success of the PS4 and figuring like, you know, they could figure stuff out on the fly while Microsoft started to become a little bit more ahead of the game every time.
2: Yeah, Tina, don't move. There's something behind you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, she's friendly.
2: If yeah, it looks it still always looks like a scary panther is sliding in behind you to pounce. Um
1: yeah.
2: I think that it's it's showing also that the PlayStation's philosophy is to be a next-gen system and be different, and they're trying to use that as like it's not really the same thing as our last system. Whereas Microsoft is like, they're really on the PC iteration thing where it's like we made an Xbox One. Everybody calls our middle ground system the Xbox 1.5, and then the Xbox 2 is basically this. Like, those are all so intricately related architecture wise and everything that. What's better, though? Like, I don't know. There's actually advantages to both. And if Sony had come out being like, we're making the most different console ever and we have to and here's why and we won't have backwards compatibility, that would have been a better story than all of our numbers are 20% down. It's okay, but we also don't have backwards compatibility. It's just like, it's a lot of couching. They got to show their big games. They got to like show that the system is like really cool next gen has something special.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know, all this back and forth, this slow back and forth between Microsoft and Sony, this war of numbers makes me remember. Remember when Nintendo revealed the Switch? Yeah. That reveal video, and they just showed, they showed the console, they showed how it worked, they showed the games you
3: can play on it. It's like... I was was just thinking about that. No talk of processing power or I.O. speed, any of that. The the crazy thing about the Switch reveal, this popped into my head, is it might be like the first time in history that like a console reveal actually came true. Like, people do pull out their Switch and, like, hand yeah. someone else the Joy-Con yeah. and play it in public. Like, that super corny, like, we're going to play on the roof of our building and, like, watch us play 1-2-Switch. Like, yeah. that shit, that actually happens. Like, that's, like, it, it, that, it's never the case that, like, a console's sort of uh, glossy reveal is how it gets used in day-to-day use. I think the Switch yeah. might be the first time. Maybe the well, I think
1: they also, they yeah, they, they also learned their lesson from the Wii U where there was mm-hmm. so much, like there was a lack of clarity there over like, is this the same thing? Is this like an upgraded version? What is this thing? So just being really explicit and showing and not telling in their case worked really well too. And like, that's the thing that resonates with people. That's the thing that makes the most sense. So,
0: yeah, showing and not telling is a, a really good way to put it. Mm-hmm. That's the title of the episode <laughs> Showing Not go. Telling.
1: Show us, Girl. don't tell us, Sony. <laughs> what episode <laughs>
0: number is this, David? 571, I want to say. You're so good at that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just in there. He just mumbles what? it in his sleep at night. He like, I yeah, upload them every week. <laughs> yeah, he does upload every week.
0: All right, let's move on. What are you doing back there? What, yeah, what is
1: that? Music. <laughs> is that just what? from your speakers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I have to turn up work? my, my uh, speaker volume and then turn it back down.
2: We I mean, can mean, tell you're we... in some sort of sound studio with all these yeah. instruments and uh, studio monitors and everything. And that's yes. what we get. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's what you get. Uh, let's talk about the story that uh, has emerged today with GameStop um, wanting to keep its stores open, instructing its employees to keep its stores open in spite of the shelter in place mandates in certain cities, because it's uh, the, the execs at GameStop believes that it is an essential business. They're arguing. Alongside, yeah. <laughs> alongside grocery stores and pharmacies that are staying open during this time.
1: So um, we had a couple uh, employees that are remaining anonymous um, Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to fear repercussion uh, that sent us some uh, emails outlining uh, GameStop's new edict around like we're remaining open and here are the reasons why and thank you very much. Uh, And GameStop later clarified with us as we were reporting on the story that they feel that they're qualified as a quote unquote essential business. And we looked around for clarification on like, what does that actually mean? Because that's a term that's been going around as people have been talking about um, these shelter-in-place edicts and whatnot. So uh, there's a long list of of the, these categories, and if you look in it, it's like a big legal document, essentially, like from an official government document. Um, and I forget exactly what the t- it's like, Title One B or some Case B or something like that, and it. They're citing that to say that their keyboards and their microphones and their webcams um, and their entire range of stock around those pieces of equipment that people use to work from home is what they feel like qualifies as essential. And to be fair, you know, us at IGN, we've we've gone digital as well, clearly, and mm-hmm. we're all at home. And I'm I'm off of my uh, clamshell webcam and my you know AirPods. Um, so we could probably benefit from more efficient, more pro- professional microphones and webcams. So these are things we're actually looking for. We um, we asked Dave Abe Tool, uh, who you know is our senior technical director, and he provides all of these things for us. And he tells us what's good, what's not good, what to do, what not to do. And he's found that there's been um, there's been like a lack of stock in webcams specifically, but not in keyboards or in microphones. Mm-hmm. So that's just one personal San Francisco anecdote, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a fair point. But you know, as a lot of people on Twitter have been replying to my tweet about our news story, like who goes to GameStop for any of those exactly. items. And also it should just be exactly. a delivery service too. Like no one should be going in person for those kinds of things. We haven't yeah. been doing that either. We've that's been shipping true. things back and forth. Yeah. yeah you know, they like haven't, they haven't.
2: Have no big deal. Right. Like that's, that makes sense. If, and they, even if they started like sucking and putting for, front and foremost, things that might help you working from home or something like that. But it's just, it's hard to tell like if people shouldn't be gathering and they're making a place for people to like go in and buy games and also this other stuff, it just doesn't seem the most
3: genuine. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's clearly baloney, right? Like they're not they're not an essential (laughs) business, Um, but uh, (laughs) pronounce balagna. So but that being said, like, I'm not insensitive to the fact that like they probably crunch the numbers and if they shut down. Game Tops will probably that that'll be it. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. So they probably they made a choice between um you know and maybe I'm wrong. I'm speaking for myself here, but I, I suspect that they they made a choice. You're on the board directors for Gamescoop. Yeah, got it. Um. <laughs> They were, you know, they were, they were going to shudder, right? Like they're already sort of teetering on a knife edge and, you know, losing a week or two weeks or a month of revenue or whatever it ends up being would probably be just too much for the company to bear. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not defending that decision or rationalizing it because, you know, people's health and lives are at stake, but um, I suspect that that's what it came down to. Yeah. Yeah,
1: We, we, sorry, go ahead, Damon. No, no, you first. I was going to say we like, you know, about a month ago or so uh, did another report where we kind of um, interviewed their CEO as well. And we talked through, them struggling as a business, so it's not even like it's a secret that GameStop is worried about, uh, um, contending with the fact that people have gone digital even before or we we were forced to. So it's they're they're not exactly in great straits, and so I can imagine that they're yeah. freaking out about it. But if I haven't looked at their store homepage online, but um, I suspect they didn't do this. Uh, but if they had like. Right at the forefront put up resources to say like if you guys are looking for keyboards and webcams like we have this um online purchasing system we'll we'll get it shipped to you and create really rigorous structures around their warehouses that kind of thing like other companies are doing um including grocery and food delivery stores that would be one thing. Um, but it seems more like at least the way that it's rolled out, seems more loophole than uh, yeah. trying to help people who are working from home necessarily.
2: The yeah. thesis statement of that interview was that they wanted people to gather at GameStop going forward. <laughs> exactly. Not a place to gather. And like, all, and like, I, I actually like, you know, it, I feel really horribly for theaters and, and, and stuff like that right now. Cause there's just no way there, there, there's just no way to make money off of people right now going to all yeah. one place together. So That was just, it it just aligns at a really bad time. Do you think Reggie's just like, I'm out? (laughs) (laughs) One week as board of directors.
3: I mean, I, you know, I I don't want to see all the GameStop's in the nation close and I don't want to see all those people be out of work, but uh, you know, in my opinion, what an irresponsible choice they're making
0: yeah there was an internal memo uh internal memo that service and i think kotaku found it that said we have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification store managers are approved to provide the document link below to law enforcement as needed so they're asking their
3: employees to defy law enforcement what an awkward yeah, well, position to put yeah. to put those store managers in it's crazy well
1: they've they've had a history of putting their store managers in awkward <laughs> positions in general like Forcing, like, are you sure you don't want to buy a cell phone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let yeah, me sure. like, go through the 30 minute script before I allow you to leave the store. Um, <laughs> for the record, we got that too, uh, that documentation. And basically what they're okay. saying is like, you know, th- throw, the, throw the throw the bill at them if they come. But mm. this isn't the time to be worried about, like, obviously everyone's worried about how this is going to affect the economy on a, you know, universal scale. Yeah. Um, but it's not really the time to be worried about that or, you know, worried about hoarding things or worried about. Purchasing vaccines, um, to to indiscriminately use at your own at your own, uh, you know, kind of guidelines. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just not like the thing that they need to be focused on now.
0: Well, the good news is that GDC is rescheduled for August fourth, I believe. So we know this is all going to be over by then. <laughs> Got it. That's
1: not, any... sure.
2: it's not a funny joke. I'm not going to laugh.
0: <laughs> but I am excited for GDC. Maybe this well, is maybe... a funny. Maybe this is a funny joke, Sam. Okay, it okay. remains <laughs> to be seen if GameStop can. Or is if that, it will,
2: is that from Altered Beast? Yes, my friend Scott says that all the time, and I always yeah. like. I, never, I think it, he, he's mentioned that, but it's been it's been a while.
0: I just hear that so much. It's great, one of the all time greatest uh, videos.
2: Rise <laughs> from your grave.
0: <laughs> okay, me. let's move on once again. Let's share what we've been playing. <laughs> uh, I know Sam was playing a bunch of Animal Crossing, and then he posted his review on Monday. Mm-hmm. Congrats on getting that uh, out the door. Thanks, and I, I suppose we're moving on from that, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, you, you want know to talk about Animal
1: Crossing about? more? We're not going to, like, no, dig in and Damon, talk about it for 30
2: minutes. Damon walked away by but, his but mid-Animal Crossing explanation from, from our desks. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, well, I was he, like well, let me tell you about something. And he just, like, walked away.
1: It's because we talk about it so much he's heard it all before anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, What can I say? I gave it a really high score. I think yeah. it's like the uh it's the breath of I was going to say this in my review but I'm going to say I saved it as a real scoop gem. I think it's the breath of the Wild of Animal Crossings. Ooh. Wow.
0: Wow, yeah. wow.
2: It like changed all the stuff for the better. It it kind of reset it to like what Animal Crossing should be about, which is about customization and living with like in this like town that feels alive. And the customization stuff is so cool. I love making mountains and waterfalls and doing all the, I can tell you're not paying attention, Damon. I can tell, I'm just I setting you, up I the next <laughs> I think it's now that I can see everybody's face and exactly what they're doing. I know what's going on. Okay. Uh, so in summary, you know, check out the review. And I can't wait for everybody that's excited for this game to play because there's also this like worldwide sense of excitement to play a single game, which I really, really love.
0: Yeah. As I, as I was saying, it is the best reviewed game of the year so far, like from all outlets. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It and then dreams. We,
2: we gave Doom a huge score this week too. A nine also. Yeah. So you can between those two
0: nines. Animal Crossing, I nine. Have- Doom, nine. Ori, nine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Ori, it's good stuff.
1: Speaking of Doom, I've been playing a little bit of it. Um, yeah. Up until you know, work became work and life became crazy. So work and life have occupied my time lately. Um, but I've been playing on normal difficulty, and it's kicking my butt. Um, but I love it. It's like I've been telling people it's tough but fair.
2: Just like you. Yeah, yeah. tough but fair. <laughs> like also. Uh, uh, I would say that that uh, work and life can be described as uh, as normal difficulty right now. Maybe even hard difficulty.
3: Yeah, we're in hard mm-hmm. mode for right now, for sure. Yeah, this is not normal. <laughs>
1: no, it's not normal. Uh,
3: but it is difficulty. Mm,
1: that's fair. Yeah, but normal life is normal difficulty.
3: Okay, okay.
2: I get it. Okay, I'm resetting my scale. Yeah,
1: All right. Yeah. We're in hard mode.
2: Okay.
3: Who else is playing what? Uh, I am not playing anything at all no, right now. I, I am. I. I. At the end of my day, I am opening up Hulu and going to my. I, I forget the exact name of it, but it's like shows that are easy to watch. They have like an easy Aww. watching category. That's pretty good. <laughs> just so like Scooby
2: Doo and. DuckTales?
3: <laughs> it's like it's like Bob's Burgers and yeah. like you know, and then that's what I need in my life right now. And then tonight, I am so excited for Animal Crossing. You got I it. can't wait. Oh, you just oh said my you God. Did, you're downloading yeah. it. Well, and the thing, the reason that I love reading, you know, reviews, and Sam, your review was really great, was, um, like, your chief complaint, and I'm not, like, you know, minimizing it, like, people play these, Animal Crossing in particular, they play in different ways, was that it's slow going, right? Like, it takes a really long time to, you know, get the museum and get all the stuff that you would expect. But for me, that actually appeals to me, like, I'm excited yeah. to play that way, so I think I love reading a review. You're going to skip I'm not gonna time travel. No way. That's you not might. the way I play these games. But like that feeling, that feeling when someone loves a game and then they say, "Oh, but here's the thing, I didn't like," and then you know that that's not a problem for you. It's just like a great feeling. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm very stressed about what I'm gonna name my island.
1: I sent you that resource.
3: Yeah, I've been using those. Some, and then I, <laughs> I put on Twitter, "Hey, what should I name my island?" And then a bunch of Yahoo's just <laughs> joke, joke <laughs> suggestions. what um, you? What are your top three? Well, someone did suggest, you know, Goose Camp, which exa- mm-hmm. it's exactly 10 characters. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah.
1: No, that, that's gotta be Damon's when he starts playing. Right Sam- <laughs>
3: I'm,
2: I'm so <laughs> I'm so sad. You gotta use some one of you has to use that. That's so
0: one of
1: Sam just the island he, he, in the game.
0: I am not going to play Animal Crossing. This okay. is
1: Omega Cop Pressure.
0: That's it true.
2: does I know <laughs> what you're gonna <laughs> ask. It does not append island onto it.
3: That's exactly what I was gonna ask. It's so <laughs> like that. It's a permanent decision. It's the only thing in the game you can't change. Yeah. But then I don't know the context in which, like, is it going to be called Eventide Island? Or do they just use the... So they, they don't append Island onto the end. No. no. Okay.
2: my My island name is really stupid. It's Coolsville. It's been that way since my very <laughs> first Animal Crossing town in 2001. <laughs> Get it all out, and um, when you <laughs> and uh, so everybody is just like you know. Whenever I go anywhere, it has a little travel thing, and it says, "Welcome, Sam from Coolsville," and so. Like
3: cool. Yes. Yeah, so since I don't append island onto the end, maybe I'll be Goose Isle or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cute. I
2: uh, showed Damon that I uh, you can. I showed him why why the only thing that would get him to play this game and that I put this giant kaiju in my on my island. I like mm. spent a long time expending resources on it and then put it in there. I was like, "Look at this." That part was cool. Yeah. And also I you can buy records in the game and put them on your wall or listen to them. I cannot it, believe that, that it the- from. What's what is that?
0: the music? What is the music no, that you listen to? Well, let me
2: get into it. So uh, okay. there's a there's a character named KK Slider, and he comes to town every Sunday in every Animal Crossing game. In this game, there's a twist to that that I won't get into. But uh, when you uh, uh, hear him, you can go up to him and you can request a song, and then he sings you a song. And, mm. if he, and, if he, and if he doesn't, if you don't type it out just right, or you choose for him to choose a random song, he'll just play a random song. And he has like 80 songs now. It's the guy that composed all the music for uh, every game. It's the guy that puts that song, that that KK tota mm-hmm. song, that's hidden in a bunch of games. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yep. Yeah. It's I like Tim Link's dirt, Awakening. Dirt, 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 oh. dirt, 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 dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like something like that. But there's this little like Easter egg thing that goes back to Super Mario Land Two, the six golden coins. And this guy is like making these music. Anyway, he has an avatar in the game that's a dog, that's him. And so he writes music for this game. And there's like, I, again, there's like oh, like so many dozens and dozens of songs now. Right. You can cut <laughs> all that out if you want. <laughs> I'll oh. leave it in.
1: Damon right. already recorded the timestamp, it's fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the new uh the new uh title of this episode can be How to Get Songs in Animal Crossing.
0: Okay. Good. Yeah. Tina, what have you been playing?
1: Doom. Yeah, that's right, Doom. Um, <laughs> and then nothing. And then just playing life. <laughs>
0: It's on hard mode, is doom is doom I'm, I'm a thumbs early.
1: up, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll admit that uh, a part of me wanted to drop the difficulty level, but frankly, the fact that we're sequestered at home makes me um want to rise to that challenge a little bit more because I don't have to juggle having a social life. So, uh, the fact that I can just like replay through a couple things, and especially now that Animal Crossing is coming out, it's going to be the perfect one, too, where if I get frustrated in a fight you know, sometimes you kind of just need a break from whatever, uh, you, you know, new boss mm-hmm. round or whatever you're, you're fighting through. So I'll just go to animal crossing, which will calm me down nicely. And then if I need, I've gotten too bored with that, go right back to doom. It's the perfect couple. You I could just, uh,
3: really you'd be like me and just is- never have to balance a personal life. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you do yeah. have a personal social life. It's just uh, with kiddos. <laughs> it's just all in that house. <laughs> that we're in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Um, Tina, I, I was going to say that, um, I think, um, that that combination of games is really good. And we wrote a cool article, which you should talk about because I think you were involved in putting it together about all the games that people like playing for those same reasons. Like if you want a challenge right now, here's a game you're playing. And if you want, you know, a relaxing game.
1: Yeah, um, you know, we we just today, or I guess Thursday, March 19th, Mm -hmm. um, put together a a list of games from our staff members sort of describing like what we personally want to play while we're stuck at home in quarantine mode. And everybody has different preferences. Like it, it's just like actually, you know, Justin, when you were talking about your Hulu picks, um, I initially watched Outbreak on Netflix, and oh. then I watched Contagion. This was boy, like last week, but boy. this week I'm in a totally different. I don't know. There's some weird like exposure therapy thing to it, um, and just seeing it go play out in a worst case scenario and seeing behind the scenes politics and stuff. It's there's there's touch points that are really relatable to what we're going through, so that there was something kind of cathartic about that. But this week I'm in a totally different mood, and I only mm-hmm. want. Trash TV. So, Damon, I've started Love is Blind and we can totally oh. have a full hour long conversation yeah, about that so if good. you want.
0: It's so good. It's,
1: yeah, it's an interesting one. But, um, so going back
0: is Love is Blind impressive. How how many, <laughs> exactly. how many episodes in are you?
1: I'm one and a half in. Okay. All right, um, but the first one is already pretty expansive. Someone no, he, already got married in the first yeah. episode.
0: Well, they get engaged, but yeah, they
1: get engaged. That's right, they get engaged.
0: Is yeah. Sam, uh, just like pulling his yeah. Animal Crossing card, yeah, to walk away.
1: Exactly, that's his. <laughs> Sam, no more, I'm out.
0: <laughs> Sam, I've been watching uh, Babylon Berlin. Yeah, how's the new season? No, I couldn't find a good recap, so we just start over from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good.
2: <What>?
1: Babylon Berlin <laughs> yeah. is
0: an amazing show on Netflix that I recommend to everybody tuning into the show. But I've make been, sure you
1: watch in German.
0: Yes, definitely watch. It's a German show. Watch it in its original German with subtitles.
2: That's how um, I think we all found out that Netflix will, will will
1: sub things. And
2: they put out subs for German television shows and stuff like yeah. that from around the world. But they also have subtitles. So you should probably not watch subs because it's really weird. It's like watching yeah. an old Godzilla movie. They just don't I didn't tell know, you.
1: It just plays yeah. in
3: English. It's crazy. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't even know that Netflix had different language options. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was just a turn on subtitles or not. Um, so I learned by watching it. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I learned this. show. Uh, but yeah, should... our article. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to wrap up that um, point and say that our article is from a bunch of our staff members with different tastes and different priorities right now. Uh, so we had everyone write out their own lists, and then we categorized them like by big games with really big worlds, um, all the way to like skill specific games to uh, quick games, lighthearted games, that kind of thing. So you can find the category that for whatever you happen to be in the mood for. Yeah,
0: the headline is like what they right now
1: it's the best games to play while you're stuck at home okay
0: yeah which
2: that's also applies
1: to when you're grounded yep sure maybe you're both right now
0: oh that'd be so bad <laughs> if your ass is grass this is what to play <laughs> let's check in with the listeners hey listeners cool all right that was the end of a contra level uh that's actually from super c this is parker he emailed us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com just like you can. Uh, email still works for now. He says thanks for putting on a great show. You all make Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you all make commuting and doing yard work more enjoyable. I have some questions about the most mysterious category in gaming, the dami game. What are the greatest Damian games? And to the rest of the crew, what games that Damon hasn't played yet do you think would qualify as a top tier Damian game? Mm.
2: So the idea of the segment is that the three of us are going to talk about what makes a Damian game.
0: No, no you're going to suggest things that I haven't played that you think would be Damian games. Yeah. yeah.
3: I- so so Dam- Animal Crossing? No, no, not Animal Crossing. <laughs> Dam- Damon Damon loves cards. Oh, yeah. Damon loves gore. Yeah. I, no, that's, that's, I, I, I
0: thought you were going to recommend a gory card game. Like, no, no, no.
3: And then, and then you like um you like games that are procedurally generated or that are just kind of like don't end that have like sort of like you can just loop through them. Like you do Splunkies. You did Splunkies daily mode every day for like yep. Yep. years. Yep. Hmm. So good question. Well, I think you're going to like Resident I, Evil Three. Did I win? <laughs> probably will like Resident <laughs> Evil Three.
1: I mean, I already won because I accidentally did this segment, however many weeks ago, with Battle uh, Block Theater.
0: Oh, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's we right. did play Battle Block
3: Theater at your desk, and I enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and if we ever make it back there, we can finish a few more levels. <laughs> Damien, did,
3: did you play? Uh, did you play Risk of Rain? Uh, no, but I've heard good things about that one. Risk of Rain is a good 2D uh, roguelike that's not too dislike Rogue Legacy. Hmm. I Where love you Rogue
2: fall on, What about Ori?
3: I love
0: Ori. I just, yeah, I love the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. Yeah.
2: Did you just preview a uh, uh, reveal a game that looks like a Damien game?
0: That's a sea of stars from the guys that did the messenger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a prequel to the messenger, but in a totally different genre, it's they're going for a classic RPG. It looks like a chrono trigger or secret of mana. And then Mm -hmm. it's got like a Mario RPG combat system with some timed elements. It looks really cool. Did you ask them to add cards? Yeah. I was like, this is all, this is great, but could you add some cards and gore? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the second favor you've pulled
2: in from the game industry after making PlayStation finally say something.
3: Yeah. Uh Um, My other hey, recommendation. What's your third wish?
2: What would be your third wish? A new Ducktales game, because that's what Ooh. I want.
3: You get that from me.
0: Do you know Ducktales is back in digital stores? Ducktales uh, remastered.
2: Oh, because it got taken out for a little while, yeah. right?
0: And now it's back. Hm. That's nice. Okay. Well, we I have one more go.
3: suggestion for you. Uh, okay. Uh, because I this is perfect because it's a game I'm sure you've never played, but I'm also sure you would like, which uh. is which is Triple Triad, the card mini game in Final Fantasy VIII. Oh yeah. So Final Fantasy VIII has a minigame in it where you go around and collect cards and battle people with those cards. It's like went, you know, it's sort of Whoa. bolted onto the game. I didn't
2: know Final Fantasy did that.
3: Yeah, um, so it's a game inside the game. And, you know, it's great. It's really beloved. And um, I'm, you, know, you would like it.
0: <clears throat> cool. <clears throat> but the, the only way to play is in Final Fantasy VIII.
3: Well, so I think I don't know if it was official or, like, you know, bootleg that fans did it where there was, like, some triple triad website, right, where you could just go in and play without having to play Final Fantasy VIII. But I don't know if that was, like, a real thing mm. that Square Enix made or not gotcha like,
2: legitimately what are you most excited for this year i actually can't pick that down i would think it would be resident evil but i don't know how much you're into cyberpunk
0: i'm really into cyberpunk because i'm like we talked uh, recently i'm still playing through witcher 3 right now so mm-hmm. i'm super excited for cyberpunk it doesn't have
2: any you know swords in it or monsters of, of that same type at least
0: might have laser swords it in might it. have laser swords
2: and it might yeah. have laser monsters
0: that's true also <laughs> true okay let's move on to one more email before we get to video game 20 questions
3: is this about Justin games? <laughs> they're oh, pretty much they're pretty much Dami games, except <laughs> except I like Factorio and Dwarf Fortress.
2: All right.
0: Okay. This is Lauren Taylor says since the coronavirus has shut everything down, I've been playing more video games. Specifically, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Even though it's an unfinished game, I love it dearly. I was thinking that if this game would have originally come out post 2017, they could have easily finished the game through DLC, patches, etc. What old games do you wish were made today so that developers could finish or complete the game through DLC or patches? Ew. What's I don't know?
1: unfinished right. games?
0: Yeah, what's that mean? Older, well, Old Republic Two is like famously it was released, but like pretty obvious that they needed more time to finish off the game.
3: Yeah, it's Obsidian.
2: Maybe they yeah. were just bad at making games. Maybe it wasn't a time. Except it's Obsidian. Subs- so.
3: <laughs> no, the game <laughs> has all this content from it, and people unearth like the voice lines later that like there's a whole arc and like conclusion of the game that's just not in the game. Um, yeah, it was unfinished. Um,
0: but I wanted to point out that even though even releasing games in modern times doesn't guarantee that they can finish it, because uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is a pretty good example of a game that also feels unfinished.
2: Metal Gear Solid Five—that is the most content out of any game I've ever played.
0: It's very long. Yeah. You wanted more. Everybody wanted more. They wanted a, yeah. a they wanted a, com- a, a completion to the story arc, which you don't really mm. get.
2: Okay, I was thinking this reminded me of. Uh on Nintendo 64, Castlevania 64 came out and it was definitely just rushed to market and then it came out and then uh, it was like this janky mess and then they released a game called Legacy of Darkness which was just like that same game with the stuff that they were trying to get in the original cartridge as a separate cartridge for more money or about the same money. It was like DLC that was like more expensive and they called it like they're like oh but it takes place in the past but it really just added like two levels and a werewolf (laughs) so funny.
3: Yeah they released the same game again. Yeah I wonder if a lot of people bought it
0: and were super disappointed.
2: Castlevania sixty four?
0: Yeah. Well no, A the, the lot of people on this one. call?
2: Look, at well least one. one out of four.
0: <laughs> um, and, I I had the
2: second one, and I liked it a lot when it came out. And now I don't know what the heck I was thinking.
0: Are there any other examples of a famously unfinished
3: games that were still released? I guess there was no man's sky. That one they actually did improve. But that's what I mean. They fixed it. I'm having a hard time. I'm positive there's good answers to this question. But the ones I can even the only ones that are coming to mind are games that they did fix, like No Man's Sky, or games that are still broken, like Anthem. Or
1: sorry, no, you can go fine. ahead. That's fine. I don't have anything
3: else, to add.
1: Dustin says PUBG.
0: Uh, PUBG was released unfinished. Hmm. I wouldn't know. Like it's still going. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Oh, it's an early access. He says.
2: Oh, that's a good point. All the early
3: access. Uh, can oh my goodness.
1: Oh hello. He's wearing. His- Aw, he's like I just want to look at you, and why you're bringing me here.
0: <laughs> he's <his> PlayStation One Z. <laughs> Pushing mommy's buttons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks so innocent. He doesn't look like he could push anybody's buttons. Look at his sweet face. He has, he has
0: no idea the world is ending. <laughs>
1: can you he say hello to the listeners? Here we go. Oh. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Co-host. it's a big scoop.
1: He likes it. Look, he's a natural. Oh,
2: yeah. I know. Remind <laughs> me never <laughs> to touch yeah. your microphone.
3: Okay. Did he crawl over? <laughs> <up? laughs>
2: yeah, he just crawled over.
0: Up the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got to give him back. Sam, so so I have to hand him back to you. Because you're at All the right.
2: top of a staircase right now, right?
0: Yes. I could just toss him down the stairs, I guess.
1: <laughs> Damon catch! <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs> Only Damon's allowed to make that Jeff his own baby.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Thank you. It was your Michael Jackson moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from the very same Lauren Taylor that we just heard from. Let the questioning begin. Do you want to ask the same question?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we get to cheat now.
3: Okay. That's okay. Wait, did,
1: did, he answer it?
0: did he answer
2: it?
3: Yeah, he did. It was, did yes. Say? Yes, it's from the 2000s, after 2000. Nice.
1: You asked, no, you asked if it was before 2000, right? And he yeah, said So you no. must have
3: said no, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so is it okay. from this console generation? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Is,
3: is this game on the Nintendo Switch? No.
1: Is it a um platform exclusive?
0: No. Hmm.
1: Does it have multiplayer?
2: No. Do you play as a human?
3: Yes. I think that's it's fine. I think it's I think it's Dark Souls. <laughs> um
1: Is it an RPG?
3: Uh, that's not from this generation. Is it an RPG?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Is this a turn-based RPG? No.
0: Is this a Souls-like? Is it a Souls-like? No. Aww.
2: What if it just is Dark Souls, and so he's not a Souls-like? It's like a...
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. Is Dark Souls a Souls-like? It's like, no, it's a Souls game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Damon, aren't you supposed to ask, how do you define a Souls-like?
0: No, I'm not supposed to ask that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he consulted with the people, they said no. <laughs> um I mean, I should I even ask if it's like a fantasy fictional world, it will be, right? So it might not
3: be. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's
1: I guess it could be like an RPG crossover with something. Yeah, um, sci-fi. Is this a fantastical world?
0: Fan- yes. <laughs>
1: Why as did you phrase to, it in that way? As
0: opposed to a realistic world? Was
2: yeah,
3: Yes, and that's 10. I think it's like Nier. Yeah, Uh, Nier is a good candidate. Um, So we know a lot. Like a Japanese-made game on current-gen consoles, but not the Switch, that's RPG, but doesn't have turn-based combat.
2: mm -hmm. Didn't Nier get ported to Switch, maybe? No.
3: I don't think the Game of the Year edition did. Maybe it did. Um, Nobody knows. Uh, We could totally... Cheat now, by the way. We have our computers in front hey. of us.
2: <laughs> I thought we we're always allowed to, we're um, allowed to do
3: that. And then he and Damon thinks you play as a human. Do you play? I, you, do, you do. Is there? Um, Near is not on Switch. Are you a? Are you a? Par, are you a single person? Are you controlling one person? A party of one in this game? He doesn't know the answer to this. <laughs> you definitely
0: control. Roll one person. Allow me to Demon?
3: rephrase. When you're adventuring in this game, is there a posse of people going forth and adventuring, or yes, or... Yes. You like, do a you yeah. yes, you have
1: companions. Yes, 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 yeah.
3: yes. Is you this part party. of a series? Yes. Is it?
2: It's Final Fantasy Fifteen.
3: Yeah, it probably is. Uh, do you play as four bros that go on a big road trip in a cool car? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is it
2: made by Square Enix?
3: Yes. Oh. Ah. Oh. Okay. Wait a sec. <laughs> what?
2: Is it part of a fi- the Final Fantasy series?
0: Kind of. What? That's 15. I don't like that.
2: What? I mean, I know Crystal Chronicles. No, that's
3: too old. Wait. We-
1: Kind
3: of. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Oh, it's probably, is it Kingdom Hearts is it, 3?
2: It, is it the, yeah, maybe. And then is it the, or is it one of the dancing games? God,
3: it's, it's so many dancing games.
2: I mean, didn't we just have Kingdom Hearts 3?
3: Nobody, who knows? I
2: don't know. Is there, yeah, is there I Disney characters remember. <laughs> uh, what? Are, are there Disney characters in this? Yes. Oh, man. Is oh, it?
3: All right, we got it. Is it's it the third in the series? Well yes. like play with that. <laughs> Wait, but King, <laughs> yeah, Heart, there you go. King, Kingdom Hearts three is like the tenth in a series. Okay, but. Uh, well, so well. Fair it, enough.
1: Yeah, meaning is it labeled three in the series? Yeah. Right,
0: That's it. It's Kingdom it. Hearts 3. Go It's it, for it. Yes, it is Kingdom oh, okay. Hearts Three. <sighs> Nicely job, everybody. Damn. You think we've had that one before, Sam?
2: I don't know. I no. it's sometimes that like ticks off in my head like we've had that before. Like I think we've had um Echo the dolphin twice. But then again, I think it's Echo the dolphin when we start every time. So that's yeah. probably a good one to have multiple times. It's probably true. You
1: play as a human, is it Echo the dolphin? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly why I asked that.
0: Well.
1: Do you remember when we had that and I was like,
2: can this character cross the street? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I thought it was Frogger, and then Damon just lost it.
3: <laughs> There's nothing technically stopping a dolphin yeah. from crossing the street. You
1: could leap right, leap over from one pool to another pool with a Right. Tree. free wheeling style, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, hopefully this episode is salvageable. <laughs> We've had well, some technical it, difficulties, but yeah. here's hoping uh, because we, go of it. Yeah. Hopefully this works out okay because we will be uh, delivering your scoops this way for the foreseeable future. But that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Destin. Remember, you can always reach us at scoops.com. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you guys next week.